Hi, I'm Leslie Kane. I'm executive editor with Medscape's Business of Medicine. The Supreme Court came out with a momentous decision today that will affect the future of healthcare in America. The individual mandate, which requires that virtually everyone purchase healthcare insurance or face a penalty, has been upheld. Now, there are people cheering in the streets over this outcome, and there are others who consider this a crushing blow. So the question that we're asking today is, is this decision positive or negative for physicians, and where do we go from here? To help us answer that question, we have Dr. Henry Black, Clinical Professor of Internal Medicine and Director of Hypertension at NYU Center for the Prevention of Cardiovascular Disease, and Dr. Roxanne Moran, Director of Interventional Cardiovascular Research and Clinical Trials at Mount Sinai School of Medicine in New York, Thank you both for being with us today. Thank you. Well, this is a big day. So the individual mandate has been declared a tax, and it has been upheld. Is this decision good or bad for doctors and the medical profession? Let's start with Dr. Moran. Well, first, thank you both for having me here. I think this is a momentous uh, decision and, a, and, a, and I think a historical day for us here. Uh, but I do feel somewhat, um, I would say, divided. I'm, I'm uh, very much concerned about this uh, up, upholding this decision of Obamacare for every piece of it, especially mm -hmm. the mandate to purchase insurance uh, on every individual in the United States. And what concerns while you about I believe, it? While I believe uh, that, uh, you know, on a Pollyanna's view, if you sit there and say, oh, isn't this great? Aren't we fantastic individuals? Aren't we great? that we now will provide health care to everyone mm -hmm. and the, uh, the pre-existing condition is not going to be an important uh, impediment on, on purchasing insurance and that every person should, uh, it all sounds great, doesn't it? But at the end of the day, I'm very concerned about the domino effect that this will have on our society as a whole, especially in this time of our financial crisis that we're dealing with mm -hmm. and the domino effect that it will have on so many other areas because where does this money come from? Where do we find the ability to afford care for every single individual in the United States when mm -hmm. unemployment rates are close to 10%, when we are in a difficult situation and the domino effects across the ocean in Europe will be affecting us and the question is where do we stand as a nation? Um, and when all the money runs out, where do we ration? How do we ration health care now to individuals? And where, what will be the effect of this on innovation? That okay. is what I'm absolutely most uh, concerned about. So mm -hmm. while it all sounds great, and I'm sure everybody will be cheering that the United States stands together with Sweden and Denmark and all these other nations in France and UK, we should remember that the United States has always been in the forefront and cutting edge of innovation, discoveries, and the best health care in the world. Okay, that's a, that's a strong opinion. Thank you. <laughs> Dr. Black, what well, about have, you? Is I have good equally or bad? strong opinions, and thanks for inviting me. I, I don't want to pick apart what you said point by point. It's not 10%, it's 8%, but that doesn't matter. And it's 25% in Spain, and it's about 5% in Germany. So in Sweden, which people pay 50% of uh, tax at the highest rates, or maybe even more, 
healthcare is fine and they're not in the problem. So let's deal with healthcare. What I think um, this being a poll, that it, and I wasn't so surprised. Mm -hmm. I want to congratulate Chief Justice Roberts for becoming a statesman instead of a politician. Mm -hmm. Statesmen have to think a little beyond what they might feel and do what's best for the society. Mm -hmm. It's not surprising that Supreme Court justices change their views as they evolve, and if we follow American history carefully, we'll see that's not surprising. That's happened often. Mm -hmm. But what does it mean for doctors? Right. Now, right now, uh, I see hypertensive patients primarily. I don't do procedures. I see them if they can pay or not. I pledge that with a Hippocratic Oath, and I certainly believe that. So right now, I think right, uh, I go back to what happened when Medicare was passed. The AMA at that point was very much against it. They were doing care free. Lawyers call that pro bono. Mm -hmm. We don't use that term as if it's something special that they're doing. We do that. That's our training. That's our commitment. That's our social contract with the society. And right now, uh, I'll be in. The, I'll be, with that. I do be getting paid more, not less, mm -hmm. than uh, because I'll see people regardless of whether they can pay. Uh, so I think it's it's a good thing for all of the reasons you mentioned. But it's unconscionable that a country like this would leave so much of its population at risk of, of catastrophic illness, illnesses, which we eventually will have to pay for. I don't mind if someone objects to wearing a helmet when they're riding a motorcycle or a seatbelt when they're in a car. What I do object to is if they don't do that and have an accident, I'm going to pay for that anyway. I heard someone this morning on the radio talking about how he doesn't want to pay. He'll just pay his doctor. Well, this is someone who's been fortunate enough never to have a catastrophic illness, or maybe he looked both ways when he crossed the street, mm -hmm. or maybe he wasn't hit by a bike that was driving on the wrong side of the sidewalk. If that happens, he can't afford to pay the huge amounts of money that an illness like that would cost. So right now, we're going to be spared that. I'll take one example of innovation, and uh, it has to do with the cost of procedures. And this comes from the UK, who's Hypertension Guideline Committee recommended doing ambulatory blood pressure monitoring on everybody. This seems shocking, expensive. How can we do that? Well, they, that group was made up by healthcare economists, and they did a very formal analysis of what it would cost. And to my surprise and others, instead of costing more, by the second year of implementing this, it would actually save money because people who, who have masked hypertension would be discovered, or I should say people who have white coat hypertension will be discovered and won't need treatment, and people who are undertreated based on office readings will not get a more aggressive care as they need. So there are fewer strokes, fewer heart attacks, less kidney disease, and so I don't think innovation will be stifled. The healthcare um, industry is one of the few that's growing. It's growing rapidly. Mm -hmm. So if you have more jobs in healthcare, there's more jobs to give people. Well, speaking and of, of uh, more jobs, uh, let me ask you this. Now, with the individual mandate, it's anticipated that there will be a flood of newly insured patients who will be seeking doctors. What impact will this have on primary care and physicians? Well, supposedly, primary care, if you pick up diseases earlier and treat them earlier, saves money because mm -hmm. they don't get the end-stage complications that are expensive. Mm -hmm. You pick up a diabetic when they're before they need uh, amputations, that's a lot cheaper than having to deal with the amputations when that happens. And we know that people stay away from doctors and have been 
since they've been out of work for exactly that reason. So we need two things. We need to get them jobs so they have money to spend on things, not just health care, but anything else, mm -hmm. and they will pay taxes because now they're making money. And we also will pr presumably avoid some of the end-stage complications that we don't if we don't get them early. Mm -hmm. Dr. Moran, what's your take on this? Well, I, I think if we are fooled to think that just because you have health insurance, you're going to go see primary care physicians. There are many, many people with health insurance who never get to a doctor. That's a whole different story. But and, we, do, and, and we, do, we do know that if they don't have health insurance, they don't go. Well, yes and no. I mean, obviously, obviously, yes, of course. You know, if you don't have to pay for the, for the doctor and you don't have a job, so you, you will go. But it's not to, for prevention. People who don't have a job will spend all of their time looking for a job. Uh, and what we have, and those who do have jobs, do their very best to try to keep that job. So making appointments and seeing physicians and doing preventive care is a whole different story and has to have a whole separate mandate, and I'm totally for that. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to say that I'm against that. Right. Uh, so I think for primary care physicians, this could be very, very good. Hopefully it will increase the office visits and mm -hmm. that there will be some impact on prevention. Mm -hmm. and, and I do think that we need to put place a lot of attention on prevention. I do a lot of work, especially for heart disease in women and educating our girls for understanding the importance of this and, 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 and so on and so forth. But my problem with this whole thing is that it just seems a little bit backwards to me. We have a lot of people out of jobs, and yet we're saying you're mandated to buy insurance. Mm -hmm. I, I just, I'm just trying to understand that concept. So you feel that the fact that they're out of jobs, they shouldn't have to purchase insurance, or is, is that one well, of the I just factors? feel that where they, I mean, they need to put food on the table uh, first, I think. And of course, it would be great that uh, we can do this and for everyone, and right now, um, the economies like such as Greece that does have health care for every individual mm -hmm. in public, what they call public hospitals, which will, is exactly what's going to happen to our system. We will have public hospitals and then private hospitals for those who want to pay out of pocket to get a little bit of a better care. And at the end of the day, is that really how we took the Hippocratic Oath? To treat patients differently if they go to a public hospital, they will get only what is available to them through this Affordable Care Act? Or mm -hmm. are we a nation that treats all equal? Our Hippocratic Oath that says w whatever there is, if there's a cutting edge therapy that is beneficial but not covered under the Affordable Health Care Act, which will become mm -hmm. the important thing, I think what will happen is that it has to, otherwise there's no money to pay for everyone to have the best and the, the you know, it, it basically will come to the healthcare economists saying, yes, it's worth to do ambulatory blood pressure monitoring, but transcatheter valves, valves through the legs, no way. They're going to have to wait uh, there, six months before they get their bypass surgery. There's okay? a lot of procedures that are done before they've been validated as being appropriate procedures, mm -hmm. surgeons especially. Cardiologists do a lot of things before anybody's shown that it's cost effective. Mm -hmm. uh, if we now have to say it's $1,200 or $1,500 for an echocardiogram that you really don't need, uh, maybe that's something we shouldn't be paying for. Uh, what, what bothers me is right now some insured people and some uninsured people too practice what I like to call demand-side medicine. You come into a doctor and you heard about 
how good this particular test is. Mm -hmm. I have to have that. No doctor is going to say no because they'll go to another doctor who won't. And then the bill comes and they don't pay it or maybe they pay it over time. We all have instances of family members we know or friends we know who get huge bills for things and don't have any insurance. And they go on with just with students and student loans, paying it for the next 25 years. Yeah, but we need shouldn't, to do we, shouldn't we be focusing on improving how we practice medicine? Well, how are we going to know that? Uh, inst and instead of saying, well, now we're going to pay for everyone, so we're going to basically, we're going to make the decision, the government is going to make the decision of who's going to get which test. You're, and you're, that is what's going to happen. You're jumping a little bit ahead. Uh, people who have the funds, whether they're insured or not, or want a particular test, are still going to be able to pay for it. No one's saying, if you can afford it, you can't do it. I always thought that what the government's role is, is to build roads and give people bicycles. If you want a car, it's going to cost you some more. If you want a limousine, it's going to cost you more still. No one's saying you can't do that. But right now, to have no roads and no bicycles is unconscionable in a country that is doing as well as we are relative to the rest of the world. That's unconscionable. And if we get people healthier because they're not coming when they're at end-stage disease, they're going to have money in their pockets that they're going to spend, and the multiplier effect on spending money is going to be very helpful. Okay, I, let me just I jump in here right, for a second. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll jump in for a sec. I'll ask a quick question, just a little bit different. Um, I'll make this brief. How do you see this affecting the upcoming election? Today's event of upholding the individual mandate, will it have any effect? Will it be important? Will it not have an impact, Dr. Black? Well, you're asking me to predict things, mm -hmm. and uh, you know how unreliable predictions are. I'll, Eighty I'll percent take your of opinion. those, eighty percent <laughs> of people who voted on this were sure it was going to be overturned. Mm -hmm. Now, what do they know? Right. I don't know anything about what that's going to happen. I do know that a lot of the issues that the um, anti-Obama people have been talking about have are no longer issues. The price of gas, for example. Mm -hmm. uh, what's happened with t terrorism, and I could go on with other things. Right, right. So how much this is going to matter, I really don't know. Mm -hmm. I think it, it's got to be a victory for the White House because here's something that was the primary objective of the first term, mm -hmm. and it's happened. Right. So now maybe we can move on to other things. And maybe what right, it really right. shows is that the value of, of compromise and the system we've set up mm -hmm. is going to work sooner or Good later. Good thought. Dr. Moran, what would you say? Well, I mean, as far as predicting what's going to happen with the elections, I think as there are so many issues, mm -hmm. uh, health care being one of them, and this particular health care act, I think, will become a mm -hmm. big issue. And I'm sure there will be a lot of back and forth um, with naysayers and supporters, uh, which will have an impact on, on mm -hmm. elections. And, and I do think that that's going to be important. But someone has to figure out how to finance this whole huge uh, right. uh, issue right. and I'm thinking that it will have a, a, an important mm -hmm. an important effect. Okay, I'll, I'll jump in here now. 30 second wrap up. I'll ask each of you for a 30 second summary of your overall take on today's event. Individual mandate was upheld. 30 seconds, what does this mean? Well to me I'm just very proud of the system we've set up. Uh, we had this with Gore versus Bush. The Supreme Court had to decide. It did. And we didn't start riots in the street many other countries have. Mm -hmm. So the way we've set things up, which at the end we have a body, not an elected body, but an appointed body, that is going to have to decide 
tricky issues or difficult issues. And I think we're, we've always ended up going along with what they say. Mm -hmm. I certainly hope that doesn't change. Uh, okay, now Dr. What, Moran? what this means for doctors and hospitals, we have to wait and see. Okay, 30 seconds. So I too am proud to be an American and to be um, watching this very important day. Um, proud to be a physician, to care and heal patient, for mm -hmm. all patients equally as I have sworn on the Hippocratic Oath. So mm -hmm. all those things sound great. Okay. I am concerned, very concerned, one, for uh, the, uh, the effect, the domino effect that this particular health care act will have on physicians, mm -hmm. patients, rationing of care, innovation, cutting edge therapies, and the differential effect of treating patients differently. Okay, thank you. Well, we've had some very excellent and insightful opinions given today about the events that took place with the Supreme Court decision. I'd like to thank Dr. Black and Dr. Moran for being with us today. I'm Leslie Kane from Medscape. Thank you so much for joining us.